Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. We're so excited to have Lindsay Rager on the podcast today. She is a local Palm Beach Gardens mom, and I met her at the co-op just this year at Journey Church, and I'm so excited for her to share her homeschool story. So let's get started. How's that sound? Sounds great. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi. Glad to be here. Oh, thank you. Um, So tell us a little bit about your family and how many kids and kind of your education background. Okay. So I am a stay-at-home mom. I have two rambunctious boys. Um, I have an eight-year-old who is um, in second grade this year. His name is Micah. And then I have an almost two-year-old. He's turning two in June, and his name is Malachi. And they uh, keep me very busy with the, the toddler stuff and then the homeschooling stuff. So um, my education background is that I had always planned on being a teacher. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I did my two-year degree in elementary education. I was going to transfer to uh, Florida Atlantic University for to finish my bachelor's. And I got a great job in sales and decided that I was making too much money to go to school. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I ended up going into that profession and did that until I got pregnant with my uh, first son, Micah. And once I had him, I just knew that um, I really wanted to be able to stay home with him. And homeschooling was something that had always been in my plan. But I didn't feel like it was necessarily in God's plan, if you know what I mean. So it was something I wanted to do. But um, yeah, we'll get to more of that as our story goes on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. So as your as Micah got older, did you ever have him in traditional school? I did. So um, so when Micah was around fifteen months old, um, I knew that he was different, <laughs> and. Um, I just, I felt like, okay, we need to actually see how I can teach this child because he, he learns so differently. So um, anyways, we decided to get involved with early steps and um, they were helping us kind of with the process of um, having a therapist come to the house and work with him on some of his developmental delays and so it was it was pretty um, challenging during those early years. We didn't have a diagnosis yet for him. So we were kind of like just trying to figure out what was going on. And when he was around two and a half, he received his official diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. And along with that, he had sensory issues and a very difficult time focusing. He was very self-injurious. Uh, he wasn't talking. There was a lot of things. So me, I decided that, okay, I'm going to follow the system. Clearly, I'm not equipped to teach this child. He learns differently. And I just felt like, okay, I'm not going to be able to to help him. So I followed the system, which, um, you know, was, okay, at three, they are eligible through the state of Florida. There's a program called Child Find. And they're eligible to get free preschool and school leading up to kindergarten. And so when he was three, I started him in full-time school. It broke my heart. (laughs) You know, um, I just really, I really wanted to homeschool him, but I just felt like this is not going to work out. So I have to, I have to follow the system, you know? So 
what I did was as I, I got him enrolled in the school that was right down the road from our house and he went there, I had to drop him off at eight o'clock and he was there till almost two o'clock every day. And it was just, you know, I didn't know what was going on. I just, you know, but I was trying to do what I thought was the right thing to do. And plus, you know, I felt in over my head, I had been working with him for three years trying to help him. And it was, I felt like I can't help him anymore. So that was kind of where we ended up. So we ended up doing the school thing and it was, it was kind of hit or miss. (laughs) Um, Some days were great. Um, The teachers always communicated very well, but then you would have really, really bad days. And, you know, meanwhile, he was getting speech at school, speech therapy and different things that I was like, okay, he's getting behavioral therapy, he's getting speech therapy, this is all good stuff. Um, But I, you know, was always concerned because I just didn't know when the phone rang, is it the school again, what happened this time, that kind of thing. So that was always really uh, difficult. But so when he was at his preschool, it was kind of hit or miss. But then we started a school in kindergarten and it was great. Things were going really well. He was thriving even. And I thought, okay, we found what works, right? And so then we get to first grade and, um, you know, as a Christian parent, you want to teach your children about the Lord. You want them to be able to share their faith openly. You want them to be comfortable with that kind of thing. And uh, we get to, um, we get, we were teaching him about the Lord, teaching him about um, his faith. And he was sharing at school and his teacher told him he couldn't talk about Jesus at school. So then he would come home and he'd be very confused. Why are you teaching me something I can't talk about? (laughs) You know what I mean? And so I, I felt in January of last year, it was before the pandemic, I felt like the Lord was putting on my heart that we needed to start, you know, we needed to open our hearts to homeschooling. And that was really scary because I just felt, again, ill-equipped and that it just wouldn't, um, it wouldn't work, you know? So yeah. Anyway, right. so you kind of had put off homeschooling. Yes. Yes. I, mm. I said, you know, again, I'm not qualified. Right. <laughs> so I can't, I can't teach this child. That's the lie. I think that we all <laughs> kind of believe in a yes, sense. That, that is definitely true. Um, that we're not, yeah, we're not able to handle it, but coming from your point of view, I mean, there was a lot of things that some of us don't have to deal with. Right. Yeah. So it's scary, you know? Um, but I felt like, you know, my son's soul, regardless of his abilities or challenges, is the most important thing that we need to be focused on. And we're doing all these other things, these therapies that are that are helping the body and helping the mind. But if you, the Bible says, if you gain the world but lose your soul, you know, that you have it backwards. You need to be able to to prioritize that. And so for, for us, um, we already felt that. And then coupled with that at school, he was having some issues. That's the other thing when you're in public school, not only can you, you know, not share about your faith, but then you have a really uh, interesting mixture of children in the classroom. 
And so he really started to have issues with one child in particular that was bullying him repeatedly. And I, I would see it, you know, I would like be picking him up in car line and I would see what would happen. And the kid was just really good at making it look like he didn't do anything. And so all you were seeing was Micah's really big reaction to this child. And so every day that was becoming an issue. And when you um, are in the program at some of these schools with children that are high functioning autism, they're all in the same classroom together for basically the whole time. So kindergarten through fifth grade, he would be with this kid. And so I was like thinking he's being tortured you know, one, he's being tortured by this kid, (laughs) you know, two, he is not able to share his faith. And then I think what really kind of, um, like put me over the edge was they were, um, telling me I needed to medicate him because they were also noticing that he was hyperactive and they didn't officially diagnose him at school, but they said, we think he, he has attention deficit hyperactive disorder and you need to medicate him. Otherwise he won't be able to learn and thrive in this environment. And so I was just like, all right, three strikes. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, like I was just thinking, okay, so he has a hard time sitting for six hours. You know, she would tell me that he would blurt out in class. And while she was teaching, he would write down like a sheet of questions for her. And trust me, now that I'm teaching him, I get, I get the insanity of it, you know, and how she was probably thinking, okay, this is definitely not a good environment for your child. Um, and, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want him any other way, (laughs) you know? Um, I love that his brain moves at that speed and that he is, you know, rapid firing in that regard. And so I think that it was interesting when the pandemic hit, as I mean, as you know, I don't think now your kids weren't in school last year, right? They weren't. Yeah, no, we had homeschooled um, all the way through. So, so that's, that's great. Um, I think for the parents that were in school, it's like suddenly we're all thrown into homeschooling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so we're, we're thinking, um, okay, so I, I, I kind of joke that I was like Jonah, you know, by not wanting to homeschool and not taking the initiative. So then I caused a global pandemic <laughs> so that I would be forced into homeschooling. Uh, it's all your fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. No, I, but I, I laugh about that. I said, Lord really wanted me to homeschool. So that's why. Um, but, you know, it, distance learning. And I tell this to a lot of moms now because they're, they're I get, you know, I'm not sure you do too, get asked, how do you homeschool, you know? After they did distance learning, they were all ready to send their kids back. And I said, distance learning and homeschooling are very different, very different. Um, When you're distance learning, you are on the teacher's timetable, you're on their schedule, you know, and you're having to have all this kind of forced stuff. And when you're homeschooling, you have freedom. If something's not working, you can change it up. You can mix it up and you know, I had already, I guess in the summertime when I was still naive thinking that school would restart as normal and Micah would just go back to school. And I even said to my dad, when they open the doors, I'm going to just like (laughs) hand him over, you know, and just be, yeah, just so, yes, so happy to, to, uh, you know, get him back in school. But during the summer, as I was listening to a lot of the things going on, I was still Jonah, you know, I'm still running from God's plan for my life. And, uh, you know, 
I was praying and I heard that they were going to be doing distance learning when they restarted, or that was a possibility. And then I also heard that they were going to be masking and all these crazy, you know, kids carrying dividers around and staying in the classroom all day. And I was just like, that sounds terrible. And, you know, so I was like, if that is how it's going to be, and I kind of like put it out there, Lord, like if they are going to do distance learning and if they're going to mask, then we're going to homeschool. And they did. And we did, (laughs) you know, (laughs) thank God for that. Me too. I'm so glad that we were able to meet at the co-op and just to hear about your journey. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing how God has such different plans for us um, and how sometimes he has to kind of force us through the door, you know, to those opportunities. But um, I, I can honestly say it's been such a good decision. I'm so grateful. So have you seen changes in Micah then this year since you've been homeschooling? So yes, I would say what's been really neat is that, you know, we get so much done in two hours. I I laugh because I always feel like we're not doing enough, but then I look and it was so sweet. The other day he actually, I don't know if I told you this Autumn, but the other day he came up to me and he told me that he was learning a lot more in our homeschool than he had been learning in traditional school. And I was, you know, I kind of was taken aback and I, this is unprompted, mind you. <laughs> this is just him. You know how he is. Um, so I said, oh, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, we didn't do language and we didn't do history. It was mostly just math and, you know, we would do some science experiments. But he said, I'm learning so much more in your homeschool than I was at school. And it just really touched my heart. You know, I was I was so grateful to see that. Um that in him. So I, this year I've kind of, I've seen him grow and mature. I've seen his spiritual growth just take off. I mean, how he's, he gets up every morning and he reads his Bible first thing in the morning. This is like his tradition. He gets up, he gets up and he pulls out his Bible and he reads it first thing. And it's just, I'm watching these like habits that he's developing and I'm just seeing him you know, just learn household, like how to help out around the house, how to help with his brother. There's things that you can't necessarily document according to like, you know, school standards. Oh, this is really great. But academically, he's doing great. You know, he's grade level on everything. Um, He's finishing a lot of his subjects early this year, which is great. We did a traditional curriculum, you know, and all of that. But I think for me, seeing him happier um, seeing him calmer, you know, it's like, I can say, Micah, get your book and go read on the hammock or in your treehouse or on the trampoline. It's not like sit at your desk and read, you know, there's so much freedom. Like you had mentioned before. Yeah. It's just, it's just so amazing. The freedom that, that we've experienced with that. I'm just, I I just would not do it any other way now, you know, I mean, Lord willing, we'll get to continue this, um, all the way through. That's my plan now because it's hard to switch back once you've, you know, seen the beauty of being able to teach this way. Well, and I just can imagine your household is a little bit more calmer, not having to rush him to school. Yes. That must've been a little bit of a challenge too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you would, um, 
especially with the baby, you know, trying to get everybody out the door and get to school by 7.30 and packing the lunches. And now it's just like, Micah, make yourself a sandwich. (laughs) You know, home home economics. (laughs) No, um, but, you know, I mean, even teaching them to do the laundry, um, again, helping out with your little brother. I love all the time that he's getting to spend with his brother that he wouldn't be spending if he was at school for six and a half hours every day. Right. It, it allows you to focus on the family. And that's yes. what I also love about homeschooling. Yes, absolutely. So now tell me what kind of resources you're getting as far as some of his special needs. Yes. What, what are you able to do for him in that way? So there's this really amazing scholarship um, called the Gardner Scholarship. And um, do you want me to spell that? <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm going to write it down. <laughs> um, Gardner, G-A-R-D-I-N-E-R scholarship. And it's um, it's based off of different special needs, and it is uh, for Florida. It's a private scholarship that is um, provided by businesses that pay for it. But they can give you up to $15,000 a year to supplement your child's education. So what that means basically is that any therapies that he needs, any curriculum, books, resources, I've even purchased Lego sets because I feel like Legos are so awesome for when they have to do, you know, listening, he could be listening to a story, like a history story and be building and it's like his hands are busy and his mind's busy and it's all good. You know, it's like all, it's just, it's so, it's so it's awesome. All the things. It's all the things. Yes. It's all the things. So it's really cool. Um, I didn't know at the time when I was applying for it, that I would be able to use it for as many of the things that we've been able to use it for. Cause I think a lot of people think that you have to use it only at a traditional school. But what's nice, um, there's the McKay scholarship, which is one that you have to use only at a school. But the gardener, you can either use for a private school or you can use it to create a homeschool environment for your child. So for us, that was great. I was able to get him a lot of sensory supports. I was able to kind of set up our own little classroom, you know, purchase a, a bulletin board with a sketch of visual schedule, which is great for kids on the spectrum. Um, a little, you know, a special seat that he could kind of like fidget in while he has to do like any sheets or worksheets, that kind of thing. And um being able to cover therapies has been huge too, because as a lot of parents with children um, with special needs, it's, you know, there's a lot of expenses that come up. Uh, so many expenses can come up. And so this is a wonderful way to be able to offset those costs and to be able to just, like I said, you know, buy curriculums and I've been able to buy Christian materials through it, you know, um, people can do music lessons, instruments, sports, so many amazing things can be covered with it. So I definitely encourage moms to look, you don't know. I mean, some, some special needs, you may not think it's a special need. They have a long list on their website of different ones that people can look and see if their child qualifies for anything. It's really awesome. And then you just had to have a diagnosis. Yes. Diagnosis. And then you fill it, you know, fill out the application, but it was really, once you had the diagnosis or an IEP, if they were previously in school, Micah had his individual education plan from school. So I used that because it had his diagnosis on there as well. But if you have a doctor that gives you a diagnosis, that would work too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Could you tell the listeners what curriculum are you using just to kind of, oh. <laughs> or it's even a hodgepodge? No, well, it's funny because I really disliked this curriculum and I feel bad about saying what it is because some people love it and I, I did love it. And I guess that's a good point because with your child, if parents are new to homeschooling, you know, it may be hit or miss. You may try a curriculum one year and say, this is not working or I want to do this differently next year. So I'm really excited about the mixture I'm doing next year because I'm going to be kind of pulling different subjects from different things. But this year we used Abeka. And although Abeka, it's solid education-wise, it is a lot of worksheets. So I feel like for some children that can be very disheartening. Um, And it can kind of, you know, like for Micah, he is a very, um, I guess, self-driven or that kind of thing. So he likes to read and devour information that way. And that's kind of how he learns best. It's like hands-on and let him read it and figure it out, you know, and he'll, he'll do the research and figure it out. But if you say, here, fill out this like 20 page document. (laughs) And it's so funny because my personality is very type A. And so I liked the Abeka because it was all the worksheets and it was all, you know, laid out there and it made me feel good. And, but it's not the way my child learns. So sometimes we have to adapt what we're doing to best suit our child and how they learn, if that makes sense. Oh yeah. Every day. (laughs) Every day. (laughs) So I'm more excited. Like next year, I'm going to be doing a couple of different ones. I used master books for our English and, um, uh, English and math for next year. And then I'm doing Apologia. Uh, my son's really into birding. He loves, he can identify all different types of birds. It was really cool because it was such a God wink. We had the mockingbirds uh, have a nest in our backyard and he got to have hands on with the fledglings because they fell out of the nest. And we called the wildlife center and asked, what do we do? And so anyways, it's really amazing. He's like, wants to be a zoologist and he loves animals. So I figured next year for science, we would just really dive into birds. And so Apologia has a really awesome curriculum. That's um, again, a Christian curriculum, but it's all about creation and how it affects birds and all the flying animals. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. It has a hands-on lab too that came with it. And again, I was able to buy those materials with the gardener. So yeah, you know, it's, it's really amazing that you can go on there and some, I mean, some people do better with the computer. They have digital programs you can purchase. They have, you know, and it's neat too. One more thing on the gardener, Autumn, I know I'm talking way too much. Oh no, please. Um, So on the Gardener, they actually have right on their website where you can order most things directly on their page. So you're not having to pay for stuff and get reimbursed. You're able to just, if your child needs a laptop or, you know, they need to have, um, you know, a sensory swing or they need to have a weighted vest or whatever it is, you know, um, art supplies, that, that kind of stuff. You can just order it right on their website and they, you click it, ship it right to you. It's so easy. Um, sometimes too easy because I end up buying a lot of stuff. Amazon? <laughs> yeah, it's like Amazon. It's a little slower though. Well, no, a lot slower than Amazon. But if you're patient, it's nice because it's not money out of the family budget, which is great to be able to use for that. Oh, that's so cool. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Of course. Now, one last thing. Um, let's say there's a mom out there or a family listening 
and they have a, a child who has a, a large file, maybe they're struggling in school, um, what's one thing you would tell them to like encourage them to homeschool today? Just one thing. <laughs> a thousand things. <laughs> All right, what's sit down. Advice yeah. to you um, know, it's scary. Like coming from like just your conversation with me about not sure you could handle Micah and homeschooling yeah. him. Well, and you're on the wheel. You're doing the system, the conveyor belt. You're you're really in this state of, I have to do it their way. They're, they are the experts, right? And so I think the first thing I would say to a parent that was on the fence about this is don't believe the lie that you're not enough because that is something I believed. I, I'm not enough for my child. And um it's not really what it's about. You know what I mean? Um, so I heard um, Christine Kane say once that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And so if you feel God moving in your heart, especially when it comes to something like this, I think he's going to bless it and he's going to qualify you. He's going to help fill in those gaps where you feel like you're not enough. That's why he's there. Um a second thing I would say, Autumn, if I may, <laughs> is that you will have bad days. Um, we all do, right? You know, um, there's, but there's an um, a saying that we have in our house. It's about, it's progress, not perfection. And as long as we're making progress towards our goal, it's not about me being perfect as a teacher. It's not about my son being perfect as a student, but it's about us progressing together towards what God has for our family, you know? So, um, and then I think the last thing I would say is, um, you know, we don't, we don't all have the same road to walk. We don't all have like the same crosses to bear, but with God, anything's possible. So if you feel that calling on your heart, just press into it, pray, open up your heart, open up your mind to what God has for you because he is, he's with you. Mm. Yeah. And so many people think they're going to be alone. Yeah. You know, your decision to homeschool is, oh, now I have to have them home with me all day. Um, <laughs> that's scary. Go to your prayer closet. <laughs> I just think that they need to know they're not alone, especially when you're dealing with a struggling student um, and that there's places you can go or other moms you can talk to. Oh, absolutely. And, and having the, like, I mean, like we were talking earlier, having the co-op, getting plugged in with a support system of other believers and other warrior moms that are taking on this tremendous task of educating our children, doing that together and just finding all the grace that's there. I mean, I've, I've felt that so much this year and been so blessed because many times wanting to you know, just run away from it all and having these other women and other teachers and other mentors in my life to say, we're in this together and there's room for all of us here. And that's just, um, that's just the gospel in action. You know what I mean? It's, it's just beautiful. It's really great. I love that. Well, is there anything you want to say before we leave here today? I'm just really excited and grateful that we got to do this today. Thank you so much for taking the time and for sharing your testimony. I got goosebumps. <laughs> um, just, you know, knowing that you can struggle, but you can also still take the next step, keep moving forward. The struggle strengthens day. us, you know, the right. struggle strengthens us just like everything in creation. There has to be a struggle, you know, and so, but God's there. He is with us through it. 
Yes. Thank you for that. Absolutely. Thank All you. Right. Well, I would love to have you back on maybe in a year and see. Yeah. <laughs> see if um, I'm still standing. Two years. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like first, first year homeschooling mama. Yes. You're almost to the end. I know. We're year. almost to the finish that? line. It's awesome. It is so great. I was thinking, you know, it's funny. You're like, we can't do this. Sometimes you feel that some days. Oh, I can't do this. And then you just look and you, like, I was looking through all the work we've done this year, even just like, you know, science experiments. And I, I take pictures of everything and I don't post stuff anymore, but I want to make like a little memory book of all the different things. And I was just really blown away. I was like, wow, we really have accomplished a lot. And this is, and we're just getting started, you know, like we, we can, we can just take our time and, and linger and soak this stuff up. It's just, and so just kind of falling into that groove, you know, um, I think all of us moms, if, if it is your first year, um, just allowing whatever happens to happen and fall into your rhythm, find that rhythm that works for your family. And it's, and it's great. It's there, you know? Yeah, exactly. It might take time, but you'll oh, find yeah. It. yeah, it takes time. Now that I'm towards the end, I'm like, okay. And now this is what I want to do differently next year. And it, and it can right. change, you know? It, well, because they change. Yes, yes. They grow differently. So It's not a one-size-fits-all, and that's the beauty of it. You're like, I can modify this and do it my way. I'm the teacher. And, yeah. you know, that's um, that's scary, it's but it's amazing <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yes. And we'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Thanks for checking out our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com and tune in next week to hear our latest episode.